Welcome to the Tin Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. Today, we have two very special guests on our podcast, and we love them so much because they write some of the amazing articles that we use here on the Tin Lounge. It's Mm -hmm. Emma Weissman, Managing Editor of Travel Age West, and Mindy Poto, who is the Executive Editor of Travel Age West. I can't wait to get into the conversation with them because today we're specifically talking about the Future Leaders in Travel event, which when it first came out was absolutely like mind-blowing because it was just such a new concept in the industry. Yeah, definitely was the only game in town for people under 55, <laughs> people <laughs> under 37. <laughs> it's funny because I remember when I first started in the industry in 2016, um, one of the first couple of events I went to, and I can't remember which one it was, but I remember that Emma, Mindy, and at that time, Valerie was still Travel Age West. I saw them at the event and we kept passing each other and just looking at each other and smiling. And I think part of that was because we were some of the youngest people at that event. So it's like you find each other. And little did I know, a couple of years later, they would they would have this amazing event where I could connect with other advisors and suppliers my age. I love it. I'm very excited to get into the conversation. But before we do, we'd like to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Hey, Emma and Mindy. I am so excited to have you both on our podcast this week because you have started this event called Future Leaders that... I can't wait to talk about. And um, Karina and I, we both agree that it's an event that was very much needed in the industry. So super excited to have you both on to talk a little bit more about the history and also how it has evolved through time. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. This is surreal because I love listening to the Tin Lounge. So to hear your guys' voices and to see your voices. <laughs> Is really, yeah, really we are big fans over here at Travel so Age West. <laughs> yes. I feel hot. My face feels hot. Uh, <laughs> the fandom goes both ways. Definitely the feeling is mutual for sure. Thanks, guys. But yeah, Teresa, to your point, this event was very much needed and it came out of me joining the industry 12 years ago. I was in my early 20s and I'd actually, that's when I officially became um, a editor at Travel Age West, but interned a few years prior. So, you know, we're talking many years ago and I would go to these events for travel advisors, whether it be like an As- a SoCal Asta event or a consortia event. And I would be the youngest person by decades. <laughs> I was, I felt very out of place. I mean, I was also green and, you know, straight out of college and new to the professional world and really didn't know anyone in the travel industry. But I felt like people were looking at me like I was their grandchild. And I just was wondering, like, hey, does this industry attract, you know, people my age? And for several years, I really wasn't seeing it. You know, I think I met the five travel agents that were probably in their 20s, like, over the years. I, like, knew them all. I really 
like knew who was in the industry that was kind of like of my demographic. And then, and it wasn't just me, like this is not just personal. It was becoming like a crisis talking point in the industry. Like are travel agents a dying breed? Um, are we recruiting? Are we doing a good enough job? Are there more advisors retiring than there are joining the industry? Like it really was an issue industry-wide. Um, I was having those conversations with, you know, executives at Northstar, our parent company, but also just hearing it, you know, in these big travel agent events. And so working for a magazine for travel agents, I had a personal interest in that question. I was like, is this a good livelihood for me? I mean, is this a good niche for me as a journalist? Um, you know, I was wondering, like, are travel advisors really going to, and at this point, they were travel agents, are they really going to continue? And so something happened. There was a, definitely a turning point where of travel advisors got a rebrand. This was before like the official name changed, but I started seeing younger advisors at these industry events and I couldn't keep track of them anymore because there was so many new people joining the industry. And Teresa, I don't know like exactly when you joined, but like maybe you were part of kind of what I was seeing. Like how many years ago did you join? I started my agency in 2016. So even then, I had a very similar experience to you in that I would just go into these industry events and be the youngest person there. Yeah, so totally. So you totally get it. And so eventually I started seeing more and more and I was really happy. Like my team was really happy. Um, our company was happy with all of that, but I was nervous because, you know, there was an old way of doing things. And I think advisors of a younger demographic have a different way of doing things. And, you know, just to throw it out there, like I'm not being ageist. I think it's just, you know, we all grew up with social media and we grew up listening to NSYNC and there's just kind of a understanding um, that things are a little bit different than maybe like those advisors who are closer to retirement. And so at my company, we were thinking, what can we do to nurture this group? What can we do to protect them to make sure that they're going to stay in this industry, that they don't come and join us, you know, these events and think like, this is not for me. This is not what I thought this was. Um, so that's where the idea for future leaders came. We wanted to protect this special group. We wanted them to feel not alone. We wanted them to find their community right off the bat. And we wanted to, you know, we wanted to make sure that everything was the way that they would most benefit from an event. So we changed the way that we do education. It's way more collaborative and we you know, like love to hear from our actual attendees and we really put advisors in the spotlight. And we had a lot more fun components. It's a lot less ballroom um, education, but it's more, you know, collaborative, small groups, um, very engaging. And we wanted to make sure that suppliers and advisors were comfortable in making connections for life. So this is not just like a quick five minute, you know, rapid dating kind of meeting and then you're done and then you don't remember who you met. You have all your business cards and you're like, who, who was that person? Like you're going to see the same advisors at an intimate event, same suppliers, and you're going to have so many different experiences with them throughout future leaders. But you're going to leave with like true contacts that you can 
reach out to, um, who will help you grow your business for hopefully the long haul. Like I said, we wanted to nurture this group and make sure that, you know, they would be here for the long haul and that they didn't leave screaming and thinking, what did I just join? Um, and like I said, now there's way more advisors and this, so future leaders is for advisors between the ages of 22 and 37 and travel weekly just came out with, um, some demographic survey data that there are only, um, only 8% of agents are under the age of 35. So it's still a small group, but thanks to future leaders, um, and things that have come on since then that nurture this group, it feels like a much bigger and more understood community. So we feel really proud of that. And we're now in our sixth year and it just gets bigger and better. We have more advisors, more suppliers than ever. And we hope to have some of your listeners join us for future events too. Absolutely. And Mindy, I love what you said about seeing some sort of shift in the industry because I remember that happening too. And I think it was a bit of a mindset shift, like collaboration over competition. Maybe travel advisors, decades ago, it was a very competition-oriented mindset. Don't take my clients away from me. I'm not going to share my trade secrets. But this group of advisors are so collaborative and they have this mindset that we're better together and we can learn from each other. There's enough business to go around and these relationships that they're making at this event are going to carry them through through the course of their career. So we have a tagline on our website that's building relationships that will pay off for the next 30 years. So we're really looking for those travel advisors who are in it for the long haul. They want to collaborate and rub shoulders with their industry peers. And if you put that into the event, you're going to get so much out of it. And like Mindy said, we are so proud of this event. It's growing, and we hope that some of the Tin Lounge listeners will apply next year. I was super lucky to have been able to attend the very first Future Leaders in 2018. And I remember it was Jen Lee, who is an avid listener of the Tin Lounge. I remember it was Jen Lee who had emailed me, and she said, Teresa, listen, there's an event coming up, and I think you'd be perfect for it. And I read about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you mean there's enough advisors in this age range to hold an entire event just for us. And the relationships that I made there, I'm still great friends with a bunch of them. I still stay in touch. We still see each other at events, but to your point, Mindy, if that was one of your goals for us to have like lifelong connections, like you guys are meeting that goal. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to attend a couple more times. Like one was the virtual one. And um, one was when you had switched over to holding it in Cancun. And I still have those really great relationships. And it is an air of collaboration. And I truly, truly appreciate this event and what it's done for my business and the way I see myself in the industry. That's amazing, Teresa. And I mean, I want to admit too, there was a selfish aspect to it for us at Travel Age West. We wanted to get in front of these advisors. Like we want, um, we think we're the brand of all the trade brands that really are for the modern savvy advisor. And that's, you know, all over in terms of age, but we definitely feel like the younger under 37 crowd fits that model and fits our demographic perfectly. So it was really important to us to 
get in front of those advisors. And like I said, show them that, hey, Travel Age West is a source for you. Like we will do what we can to make sure you have a really successful business with our professional development content and with our first person reviews and hotels and cruises, all the things that we do and all our news and all of that. But we also want you to feel comfortable, like know us, the editors, feel like you can email us with story ideas and have us know who you are so we can, hey, like hit you up when we have a story that we think, Teresa, you'd be perfect for it. You know, you've been in Travel Age West now several times. So it's been definitely selfish for us because we wanted to grow our connection to that part of the travel industry that we think is the future. We think it's the most important part. So luckily it's that has paid off a lot. And now Teresa, you're on our advisory board and you're just one example of many alumni that are now really part of the Travel Age West community, whether they be a trendsetter winner and you're, again, you were a trendsetter at our last wave awards. Congratulations. But you're not the only one. There have been past alumni that have become trendsetters, um, that have served on our advisory board, that have been featured in our stories. So we really want to elevate the profile of advisors like you um, and like your listeners. And we've had Kareen at our event as well to teach about workflow. So I got lucky because I'm way too old. (laughs) But you are so young at heart. You fit in just right. (laughs) Mindset. It's a mindset. (laughs) I only got to go because Jen Lee couldn't go and they needed somebody to fill in for her. And it was so exciting for me. I was just about to add that my agency, we just opened up and for new team members. And I was hoping to get some of that exciting new blood in, and I did not. Everyone is a little more my age or older, um, been business owners before, ready for a second career. A lot of that, com- the confidence that it takes to be in this business and to be an entrepreneur is something that we get later in life through experience. So I find it very exciting to be around younger people who already have that confidence. Like these people are powerful. So I feel really lucky that by default, I ended up getting to go and I'm still, I still have relationships also that were made from that quick couple of days. It really truly is, I think probably a game changer, but just to be immersed in the stew of the energy of young people with that kind of confidence and, and power is a, a huge blessing. That's so nice to hear you say that, Corrine. And like, because Teresa, you're looking at it as you were an attendee and then you were a guide, which is what we call a repeat attendee, somebody who's there to help the newer advisors to the event kind of navigate it and and be that like those words of wisdom for them. And then Corrine was a workshop facilitator. And it just struck me that we should probably talk a little bit about the type of content and the the formula of the entire event. So It is fairly intimate. We have about 65 advisors who are attending this year's event and then a similar number of suppliers, but usually less than advisors. So you're going to get a lot of one-on-one time between the advisors and suppliers. We have one-on-one appointments, but then there's also general sessions with panels where we talk about, you know, the advisor-supplier relationship, new ways to diversify your revenue streams, or the challenges that are facing our industry right now. We have workshops like Kareen's was on workflow and budgeting, but Jen Lee usually does something a little different 
different last year. She did how to best sell based on a client's personality type, which was a really, really popular topic. Um, We have a think tank, which is very interactive. We get people kind of, you know, figuratively shoes off and just kind of talking about just what are their pain points in their their day-to-day for their businesses? What do they want to see? And they learn from each other and brainstorm. It's a really compelling part of the event. And then we get out into the destination and we do activities. We are in Jamaica this year, which is so exciting, but we've also been in Mexico. And then the first couple of years we're in Aspen, Colorado. So getting out there, doing some hiking and getting the the heart rate going and just having some organic networking that way. So it's a very diverse event. We've got a lot of things going on, but I think the main part of it is that you're just going to be rubbing shoulders with these peers who are all learning from each other and you're all at a similar stage in your career, which really brings you together. Yeah, it's a living, breathing event. Every year it changes a bit. So new to the event this year is one-on-one meetings. Um, The last couple of years, it was like maybe two to one meetings. And then the first two years, there were no um, supplier advisor meetings. It was all just like the organic networking and education. But we take into account all the feedback that we get. And I think it's just gotten bigger and better um, every year. And that's we have a really great net promoter score, which is, you know, the nerdy side. But uh, people leave this event and they're really happy and the feedback is really, really, really good on both the supplier and the advisor side, which is important because it's an event for both. And it's a event to really nurture that relationship between advisors and suppliers, but also amongst advisors and advisors. And that's what we see. And amongst advisors and staff and suppliers and staff. <laughs> so it's, it's really awesome um, in that way. And yeah, we can't wait to see who comes on. But I also wanted to give tips for future um, advice for next year for future applications, because there are some best practices. This event has gotten really popular. Uh, Last year, our acceptance rate um, of advisors into the event was the same acceptance rate as UC Berkeley (laughs) for, um, yeah, for their freshman class. So it has gotten competitive, but I don't want anyone to feel like they can't get in because it's unique in how we accept advisors. We don't have like a sales annual sales goal that you must hit like GTM or GTM West where Emma is right now, actually, um, where I think the number is $800,000 you have to sell per year. For GTM and then, West. Yeah. And then a million for GTM. Yeah. So at future leaders, we don't because we want to have a well-rounded group. Like we do want, we had, you know, last year we had like a $3 million agent, but she was not, you know, the norm. She was, we had her there. She was a guide. She came back and she's like a crazy seller now. Um, But we have advisors who are a little bit newer in their career, haven't really figured out how to make a ton of money, but they're extremely passionate. And we know they have that um, interest and they have a commitment to longevity in this industry. So there, you know, and we really believe in, like I said, collaboration. A lot of our education is collabora- collaboration. So we believe on like peer to peer mentorship. So maybe, and what we really see in the travel advisor industry is that, like, Teresa, maybe you're incredible at social media marketing and podcasts and all of that, but maybe somebody else, like Corrine, is like the workflow whiz. So you guys became BFFs, work BFFs, and you guys can kind of 
you know, collaborate with each other and fill in each other's gaps. And that's really what we see. And that's why we think there's an importance in having a diversity of advisors um, in all kinds of ways and years in the business, different kinds of specialties, different kinds of strengths and different passions. So Jacqueline Hurst, Jackie Hurst, amongst insiders, is our recruitment um, advisor. And she also does recruitment for GTM and GTM West and some other North Star events. She's really, really great at taking the pulse of, um, of looking at all our you know applications and kind of creating and crafting that really great group. Um, so she's someone to know and that can really help. Um, like college applications, letters of recommendation are something that Jackie, I know, really looks at, especially if the person writing that letter is an advisor who has been to GTM or GTM West or some other North Star event. So an advisor that Jackie might already know and have a good relationship with, she really weighs that pretty heavily. Um, Another pro tip is make sure you apply early. So just like applying for a job, like you don't want, you know, the job might be open for a couple of months, but typically they're looking at like the people who apply the first week because they want to fill that role quickly and it's a process. Um, So make sure you are subscribed to Travel Age West's daily newsletter called The Daily Briefing. If you go to travelagewest.com, you can subscribe to that and you'll see that there first that we're accepting applications. Typically, we accept applications in May or June. Um, It's gotten kind of earlier and earlier in the year as the years have gone on. This year, it was, I think, the first week of May that we opened applications. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. And like I said, travelagewest.com and our newsletters and also our Instagram are great places to find that out as soon as that comes out. Um, So letters of rec. Um, applying early. Those are two good tips. And then another really good tip um, is even though I want you to apply early, I don't want you to rush through the application. So make sure you actually fill it out. And there are some written um, questions. And I know that Jackie looks at those. She reads them. And she really, really weighs heavily what is being said and written in um, in those written questions. So that's really your chance to shine. Maybe you didn't sell that much last year, but you're super committed. You have a plan for next year. Um, You have a lot of goals and you're extremely passionate about the industry. Put that all in there. Explain who you are. Like Tell a story just like you would in a college essay. Like This is your chance to not just be a number, but to be a person, humanize the application. so yeah, that's I think some of my pro tips. Emma, I don't know if you have any others that you've caught I on do. to. I do, I do. Yes, and those are great pro tips. And one thing I want to mention too is that if you are accepted into this event, it's a fully hosted event. So we're going to fly you out there. We're going to put you up. You don't have to worry about anything. When, you're, when we're looking at applications or when Jackie is looking at applications, she really wants to see that you maybe have demonstrated something like leadership ability in your business. Maybe you do have high sales figures, but most importantly, you have a hunger to learn and you are open to working with new suppliers. So one of the things that I wanted to mention, suppliers specifically, there are still spots open for 2023. They pay to be there. So those companies, 
they are really, really placing an emphasis on fostering relationships with next generation talent. And they're often investing in their own talent because they will send a younger representative or somebody who is newer in their career. So these suppliers want to be in front of this particular group of people. They see the importance of it. If you are somebody who specializes in Disney and you only want to do Disney, you only want to do theme parks, this might not be the event for you because we want people who are open to expanding their portfolio. Maybe you haven't sold a river cruise before. You're going to sit down with a representative from Ama Waterways, let's say, and learn all about this new segment of business that you may not know about, but maybe you can sell in the future. So that's another thing I wanted to point out. Make sure that you're open to those opportunities because you will be meeting with all of the suppliers and you never know who you're going to sit down with or what new thing you might be able to sell, even if you are very specifically selling one thing at the moment. Um, So suppliers also, like I've mentioned, we still want you to come to this event. We're open to all suppliers and it's a really, really great way for them to just get that relationship on the ground level when the advisor is new in the industry and then they can stay with them as they grow. I'm seeing like a metaphor of trees here. They're, they're building their roots and then they're growing up into a huge maple tree or whatever it is. So that's another thing to keep in mind as well. And as a wise old lady, I can tell you that those relationships, that is where the magic is, is in those relationships. So the earlier you can get in and start creating those relationships, the better off you'll be. There's really no way to explain in words how important they are. So if you're just out there on autopilot, just taking what comes to you, you've really got to be more intentional about getting to events like this, where you can actually meet people, take hikes with them. You know, I always joke on our top producer retreats for TPI, like the magic is late at night and I'm not a night lady, but I stay up and I have drinks because that is where the real conversations are going on. Um, So, you know, if you're younger, if you're not sure what you should be doing and you're just kind of following whatever your host has, you got to get out and look for more of these opportunities. And Teresa talks about it too in some other conferences as well that are great for younger people and and lay these foundations because they will change your life. Absolutely. And this is a great starter event and kind of, you know, a pipeline to these other events that, you know, Mindy mentioned, GTM, GTM West. I'm here in Lake Las Vegas. It is 110 degrees here, but the energy is buzzing and you have to have a sales of 800,000 yearly to even qualify for this event. Jackie also does the recruitment for this, but a lot of future leaders alum are here which really speaks to it. I think it's it's kind of you're all in that pipeline. This might be the first event of your career, but then you're on to GTM, GTM West and, and other events for placing more of an emphasis on the sales figures. I will say, um, you know, just going back to the supplier relationships, I don't know why I it took a, an event like Future Leaders for me to truly understand that BDMs are people too, you know, because oftentimes we just see them at lunch and learns or whatever, they're making presentations. But the 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 future leaders event that happened in 2018 was like my first eye-opening experience where I'm like, oh my gosh, like these BDMs, they're typically younger too, and they are literally like my friends. And so that way of 
developing a relationship in this industry, I feel like is invaluable because it's not just, you know, what are your sales numbers? It's more like what's going on in your life. You're actually, you actually care about these people as friends versus a transactional kind of relationship. And that's what I found time and time again at Future Leaders is that you are in a place where opportunities to connect, they're abundant, whether that is, you know, you're sitting next to them with a panel or, you know, you're going to Cenote because you're just going to go see, you know, the area a bit more like that. Those opportunities are there. 100%. If you're going to squeal the next time you see them, or at least your eyes light up, like that's a different level of relationship than just like, and that was email, you know. <laughs> 100%. And that was one of the core tenets of our, like the genesis of this event was to nurture relationships in an organic way. And it's still into like, even though we've grown and even though we've added one-on-one meetings, it still does that. Like there's still so many opportunities. I think the one-on-one meetings are even more productive. Or This is, you know, our first year of doing really one-on-ones, but I think it will be more productive because there are so many opportunities before to get to know that person. So it might not even be the first time you're seeing them. You might have sat with them or been in a small group session with them or whatever have you. There's so many opportunities and it's just, we have fun. Like our parties are fun and we try to get the destination involved. Every year is a little different, um, but yeah, it's fun. It's low key. Everyone's just relaxed and people are stoked to be there. So that energy goes a really long way in nurturing the relationships. Do you guys have any uh, announcements for maybe next year's future leaders to get people excited or is it still a secret? (laughs) Uh, It's still under, it's still under discussion. So we'll see. I, I think it might be a little different again. We're always changing things up, but you know, the word has gotten out. Suppliers are very interested in hosting this group and hosting this event. So I think there might be a little bit of a bidding war, or a little bit of a. Oh, that's you know, always exciting. That's what yeah, we like. So, <laughs> so I advisors. only have a couple more years. I only have a couple more years to fit into the age range for future leaders. <laughs> Maybe I can like. Then you can just fun a facilitator, Teresa. Why, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Teresa? I'm like, what are you going to do with me? <laughs> I'm going to get too old soon too. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think some people. Hopefully they'll look the other way, but, um, you know, it's, it's just such a fun event and I'm really, you know, I'm so happy that we have it and that it's been so well received and that more than anything, that there's really a community now and that it's growing. And to what Emma said in the beginning, like, it's really not competitive. It's so collaborative, which is also inherent in our event. And it's just like, it just talks about, you know, it's just like, we're an awesome group and any supplier would be lucky to be in front of this group and to be a part of this community, because I think it's really one of the best communities in the travel industry. And like, I'm not sure I'd still be around if I didn't find this community because it was getting a little bit, a little bit weird over cranky, (laughs) a little cranky. And I like, didn't want to have to like prove myself every time I walked into a room that no, I'm not like a little baby. Like I'm actually a professional and take me seriously because I can do really great things in this industry. And I know advisors felt the same way who are of that age group. So yeah, 
Yeah. And I want to encourage anyone, if they have questions about the event, there's a website you can go to, www.futureleadersintravel.com. There's a lot of great information on there. We're also on social media, but reach out to Mindy or myself if you have questions, and we'd be happy to direct you to more resources if you're interested in learning more about the event. So just wanted to throw that out there. Our door is open to you. We want more people to know about this event and more people to come. Well, thank you both so much, not just for being on this podcast, but for creating and maintaining such an amazing event to help bring our industry forward into the future. So thank you both so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having us. We love you guys too. It goes both ways. (laughs) Thank you so much for what you guys do with the 10 Lounge. It's was really needed in the industry as well. Obviously, we couldn't create a podcast rounding up all the best news from tra- trade publications. <laughs> we'd be so a little biased. We'd only include one. <laughs> yeah, we'd it'd be a little biased. Um, so thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And like the event, I mean, what we do at Travel Age West, it's for this group. And we really appreciate collaborating with advisors. And we really feel like we are part of this community and we want to continue making what we do valuable to all of you. So it really, it's like a two way street. We really need to hear from advisors, continue to grow um, our community. So please join us over at travelagewest.com. We might not be an event that's in Jamaica fully hosted, but we are a means to an end. So please join us over at TAW and be part of our travel age West community as well, because it's year round and, We love to have you there. And I think perhaps what we need to do is when applications open next year is have you back on because this is giving everyone, you know, some things to think about and maybe we can have you back on to give everybody a final push to get out there and put themselves out there. Even if you are listening and you don't fall into that age category, you probably know someone who is a great candidate so please let them know about this great event and encourage them to apply. And if you don't know someone in this age group, you need to get to know someone in this age group because it's very <laughs> exciting. Yes, I love it. You, you guys, we should just hire you to just be, you know, sales for this event and just advertise <laughs> this for us. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks oh, again, well, ladies. Thanks we'll again. talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Once again, I want to thank Emma and Mindy for coming on our episode this week. We cannot wait until applications open again next year. I mean, yeah. we'll probably hop on again with Mindy and, Absolutely. and Emma. Definitely. <laughs> Just to give, you, give you guys a nudge, make sure you're <laughs> not letting this opportunity go by. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye.